is happening now? We're about to send you back to the future! <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Back to the Future, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us or both of us might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And this week we are still in our 80s phase, but we've gone right back to the start of the 80s. Why? I hear you ask. To the start of the 80s. Well, because this episode. We are, in fact, on a mission from God. (laughs) Yes, we are talking about the Blues Brothers this week. And it's a little bit of a strange one because you had seen parts of this film before. Yeah, not really. And I didn't really remember, though. Not enough to remember. Mm. And I've seen this film once, maybe, I think, once and a half in bits and pieces. But it was not for a while, (laughs) not for a long while. And I remembered the sense that a lot of people turned up in the film, but I wasn't sure who they were or when or in what capacity or anything like that. (laughs) What? It doesn't sound like you've actually seen it before. Were you lying? No, I've seen it. I definitely. All right. So I knew that Aretha Franklin turned up at one point, and then I was like, "Well, I'm sure other people turn up as well, but I, I, I can't remember who they are." <sighs> and I think this happens at one point, and then as soon as people started appearing, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's in it. Oh yeah, she's in it. Oh yeah, they're in it." Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm kind of counting this in a way, a little bit as one that we both haven't seen, except only one of us <laughs> has seen it all the way through. But you actually have seen it. But I actually have, yeah, but it was so, so long right, ago. Then. It was so long well, ago. Well, I thought that... I thought I hadn't seen it. Then it started, and I thought, <laughs> oh, I've seen... And then it got into the film a bit more, and we'd been watching it for like half an hour, and I thought, actually, I've seen a lot more of this than I thought I had. And then yeah. as soon as I thought that, everything that happened afterwards I'd never seen before. So I think I pretty much <laughs> saw up to the point where they got chased out of Bob's wherever because they pretended to be the good old boys. The country shack. Yeah. So yeah. that so after I hadn't seen anything after that basically. Uh, so it's okay. kind of halfway through I suppose almost. Yeah. There's a little still bit. but there's still a lot of film after that. There's a lot that happens after yeah. that. So those that may be new to the concept of this show, what we do is every show, the person that hasn't seen the film takes a stab at writing out what they thought the film was going to be before they watched it. And we decided to go with you because... Yeah, because you kept saying that you'd seen it, but then forgetting everything. Yeah, well, I... Which made me doubt that you'd seen it. Well, yeah, I have seen it. And I have seen the film, and I'll tell you for why... Because shortly after seeing this film, I don't remember if I saw the film before or after the stage show, but young me, and I'm talking maybe eight, seven-year-old me, grew to have a kind of temporary obsession (laughs) with the Blues Brothers. (laughs) 
in the sense that I absolutely loved the soundtrack of the Blues Brothers. And in particular, the stage show of the Blues Brothers. Okay. And it got played incessantly. <laughs> Somebody who seems obsessed with the Blues Brothers, you didn't know much about the Blues Brothers. Well, th- here's the thing, though, because they couldn't show me the film because the film is rated above what I was allowed to see at is the it? time. Yeah, it's a 15 because they swear in it. Oh, right. Yeah. They yeah, swear, nothing, they nothing swear actually quite happens. There's no rude things in it. No, there isn't. But they swear quite a lot. And because of that, they were like... I don't even like, really uh, remember swearing. <laughs> they definitely did. The new version, Blues Brothers 2000, was a PG. Yeah, I know. That's because people really liked it. People really liked what? The original. Oh, right. Yeah. So so what? They made it PG so that everyone could see it? Yeah. Okay. Because the soundtrack and because of the stage show and everything. <laughs> but that's something we get into in a little bit. So right, okay. what did you think the film was going to be before you watched it? What do you think the plot was going to be? I really couldn't even think of anything to say about this, to be honest. I did write down something, but it was really pitiful. So two guys make a band and have to get to a gig finally because they've had a lot of bad luck in getting the gig. And then this is their final, oh, wow, we've got a gig gig. I mean, that's pretty accurate. No, it's not. Well, I mean, isn't it, though? No. They've had had loads of gigs before. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay. But they were trying to get to... it's not just two guys who make a band. They already had the band. Right. Yeah, they did. But they were reforming them. Yeah. And you were kind of right in the sense that they're trying to get to one big show. And it's like their last... No, but I thought it was like their first one. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. That's so that makes sense. <laughs> totally wrong. Oh, okay. Well, I was trying to big you up for a second then. I was trying also, to make it seem like you did They've never had know. bad luck. They've always had impeccably good luck. Yeah, that's the great bit about this <laughs> film. That was one of the things that I absolutely loved and found hilarious about the film the first time that I saw it. It was just this ongoing joke about how they just seem to ineffably survive absolutely everything (laughs) they survive a literal building falling down (laughs) on them and they just kind of the the, the police officers do as well though to be fair yeah i think that's the big joke of the film is that no one gets hurt no so what did you think of it i actually thought that it was really good i actually really liked it did you yeah yeah it is a classic i've already said that sorry you know we're supposed to be deciding. I've decided. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had already said that it was a clap. No, I mean, it is. We, I think the fact that we've delved into <laughs> the early 80s for this and the fact that it's still noticeable, like the look of the film, the car they have in the film with the huge bullhorn on yeah. the top. The fact that that, <laughs> by a lot of people is so instantly recognisable. Mm. Yeah, everything about them as well. What they wear, obviously. You see somebody dressed like that, and even without me seeing the film, I would go, oh, the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't be the Blues Brothers, but that's what I'd think. No. Well, no. (laughs) But is it safe to say that for you, your previous exposure 
to the Blues Brothers and what they were as a band or as a show or as anything like that is the Blues Brothers stage show at Universal Studios. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I've seen about it. Okay. And the stage show doesn't tell you anything. No. They just turn up in the car yeah. with the horn on. There's no plot to it. It's No, they turn up yeah. and they start singing songs and then they leave. They don't talk at all. Other than, like, some banter with the crowd. Well, sometimes. they, But they say the things that they say on stage in the film, pretty much. Yeah. So they don't, like, make stuff up and have a script and chat to you and whatever. They just, you know, vamp on stage and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. It didn't help with the film at all. No. No. It does bear mentioning, though, that that's only in Universal Studios in Orlando. Is it, though? That they do it. Yeah, they don't do it in the Hollywood one. Oh. No, because I've been to the Hollywood one multiple Maybe times. Maybe you just never saw it. I mean, the reason why they do it in Orlando, I suppose, is because the streets are set up. Yeah. Like streets of Chicago, New York, San Francisco. They've got like all of that planned out. That's right, So I suppose yeah. it kind of looks right. Mm. And the yeah. Hollywood one doesn't have as much space to put on yeah and a it, it, they literally show. drive up they drive there yeah the car's not there <clears> and they come out they literally drive so you're just yeah. stood waiting and then the car just pulls up the only so. vehicle that you get driving around in the universal studios at hollywood is the mystery machine yeah which in fairness and is perfectly fine for me um the simpsons van now maybe the simpsons van <laughs> maybe yeah but i think they just kind of pop up every so often yeah but they definitely roll out the mystery machine every so often. Yeah. Anytime the mystery machine gets rolled out, <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're in business. Get me in line. Get me in line for Scooby. First place I go is Scooby and Shaggy out doing meet and greets. Yep. All right. Great. Well, I know where I'm going first then. Aww. Yeah. Studio tour. <laughs> Studio tour who? No. Scooby Doo, that's who. Uh, there. Uh, there. <laughs> this that, was, is, that was great. Uh, I thought so. This could very quickly descend into a theme park talk yeah, podcast. Yeah, it could. Yeah, let's not. But no. Well, I'd like to, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> but going off of that, the Blues Brothers yeah, show. Yeah, and that's so fun. It's really fun. I mean, like, really fun. <laughs> the footage I've seen of it, it's really high it's energy. So oh, yeah. Yeah, they really go for yeah. it. And the guy, I mean, the first time I saw it was probably 2002. Right. And the last time I saw it was 2014. And it was the same guy. <laughs> But this is the thing. I've got. I'm not doubting you, for a second. No, it is the I'm same not. guy. No, it is because. But how um, do you know? No, what do you mean? How do you know? They don't look like them. They just dress the same. I know, but they're wearing hats and sunglasses. Like, are you sure it's the no, same guy? No, because you can guy? meet them afterwards. They don't always wear the sunglasses. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I am sure because this, the female singer wasn't the same every time. Right. The guy playing the saxophone wasn't the same every time. Okay. And the guy who was doing John Can- John Candy. Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi's part wasn't the same. Right. So I know that he was the same because I could recognise that those other ones weren't the same. And I saw it wasn't just those two times. I've seen yeah. him. So six times. I mean, if you saw the same person six times, you'd know that it was the same person. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just the Dan Aykroyd. Because he's so tall as well, like hugely tall and very skinny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean. So he must love it. 
I mean, it's a good gig for him. I think they do it like three or four times throughout the day or something. They turn up. And it's, you know, every I mean, couple of hours. That's a they? constant gig. But they are sweaty. After. <laughs> I, I mean, really sweaty. Almost as sweaty as in the film. Really I, sweaty. And they were sweaty in the film as well. <laughs> yeah. They came off the stage <laughs> and it looked like someone had spritzed them with yeah, water yeah. bottles. Yeah, they're sweaty. No, because they had sweaty. to wear proper suits. And, and hats um, in black. High in Orlando the, in sun. As well. yeah. Yeah. Imagine that in like and the they really height give of it summer. Some. They do all the good songs and then they jump into the crowd and you dance with them and they go around. Oh, it's so fun. And as we we know from certain theme park vloggers, just walking around in the Orlando sun any time in summer is enough to get you dripping with sweat. (laughs) And that's just walking around. (laughs) That is true. That's not actually singing, performing and dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And yeah, that's whether you're tall and skinny or short and stout. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. So, yeah, it's definitely the same guy. Yeah. Well, I might not be now, but it was then. Well, let's hope. That'd let's be hope it's the same guy. I know, because if you start when you're a bit young, that's quite a good gig. I mean, he must obviously gets paid and he gets yeah. to perform. It's the same songs all the time. But still. Well, it's the songs If you, off if the you enjoy it. I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do. It's not a huge show. It's like 20 minutes. They do like a couple It's of not minutes. like they're going to come out one day and go, this is an original one that we wrote five <laughs> minutes ago. No. No, no one wants not. to see that. No one wants to hear that. No. What we want is for you to play Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. Yeah. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. We don't want to hear your original stuff. No. No. So <laughs> in kind of the same vein as you, my first real exposure to the Blues Brothers as a concept yeah. i guess if you if we're talking philosophically the blues brothers <laughs> as a concept was on stage they had a touring stage show and when i was younger this is going to make me sound like a real theater kid <laughs> all right and i've got to and i've got to admit that okay sure when i was like 7 to 10 between the ages of seven and ten, I think you probably could count me as a theatre kid. <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wasn't exactly collecting the playbills or whatever. But you know, I thought a theatre kid was somebody who was actually in shows a lot. Yeah, I was. No, a but lot. where though? Yeah, in primary school. Yeah, in school. No, but I yeah. mean, like, you really like make an effort to like a theatre kid is like all singing, all dancing, twenty four seven. They're doing like stage shows and going and seeing stage shows, you know. Right, okay. I want you to stop. I want you to think about who you're talking to <laughs> okay, <fine>. right now. <laughs> right, okay, okay. I that, was trying to make you sound better that or was, not sound like because no. normally they're really annoying. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, it wasn't wholly me, but there was something about the theatre experience that I liked, <laughs> right? I can't so, imagine why. Right, okay. <laughs> but it was kind of a sense of oh there's this show happening do you want to go and see it and it was like okay fine let's go and so, someone, where, so where was it mayflower oh uh, okay so who was just actors just it people? was just the touring stage so show of the just... blues brothers perform the soundtrack do they have scripts and things it wasn't necessarily a script i think it was mostly just the songs that they did and in between the songs there were little kind of skits of things happening i vaguely remember 
at one point towards the end of the show, there are a huge amount of police officers that stream in from all of the doors <laughs> oh, through cool. the audience cool. and surround the stage. So I vaguely remember that happening. So they were still touring that show in the early 90s, 10 years after they actually put the film on. I think that was kind of That's crazy. where it had hit its popularity. That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed the film, because I'd had that experience with the... I don't want to say live stage show. It, it, it was, it is a live show, but stage show makes it sound a bit more elaborate than yeah. it actually is. Not in a but... theatre setting, but it is a stage show. <laughs> but it's kind of a stage show, yeah. yeah. A very small stage. And I think because I've experienced that, maybe that made me like the film more because I heard the songs and thought, oh yeah, I remember dancing to that in front yeah. of the show. You know, that type of thing. So that was quite cool. But no, it is a good film. And I know that a lot of, We've talked about a lot of different films that influenced ones that are happening now still after all this time. Right. And I think it is. Yeah, it, it really it is. is. And the soundtrack itself is, if, if we're just judging it on its soundtrack, it's a corker of a soundtrack. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not original, though. No, it's not original songs. But when you think about all of the people in the film that sang oh, yeah, had on the talent. soundtrack, yeah, definitely, yeah. it's like there's Ray Charles, yeah. there's Aretha Franklin. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, all of these people have turned out to add into yeah, it was good. the soundtrack. Yeah. And I think that's what drew me in for the stage show. Because the stage show, again, going back mentally in my mind to an area of my long-term memory that I haven't dug into <laughs> for, a, for a very, very long time. And I'm kind of rooting around in there to see what I can pull out. It's, it's a very gross image at the moment. The stage show opens up with their theme going. So it's like, oh, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that one. And there's sirens going and there's like police searchlights going across the stage and they kind of like creep out onto the stage Uh, and then they start performing yeah so you get the sense so it's kind of like you're seeing their last performance basically so you're part of that performance at the palace that they're trying to get everybody to come to for the five thousand dollars yes that's what it is you've you have reminded me yes that is I think what the concept of the show is. (laughs) I mean, no, there were 5,000 of us. We just paid a dollar each. So, yeah. yeah. I think they actually got them to pay two dollars because that was the joke. Ah, yep, yep. Because there's two of them. That makes sense. Oh. No, because they need 5,000. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think think you've actually hit the nail on the head there because now that I think about it, that makes so much sense for what the show would be. Yeah, because you said the police turn up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool idea. That's a really good idea, actually. I I actually hadn't thought... And and please, anyone out there that has a better theatre kid memory of it than I do, (laughs) if I'm getting this massively wrong <laughs> please made it up. do that type of like fever but, dream that you just thought but if that isn't what the what the well, concept no, of the show be. is it's what it should be because yeah, be. <laughs> that's Absolutely. brilliant no yeah. i really liked it i like the whole look as well there's something about them dressed with their hats and their glasses and their black suits matching there's just something about that isn't it's there i mean they never iconic. got their band to wear it no <laughs> I don't care about them. They they can just turn up in whatever they want, mostly 
horrible stuff. Right. Well, one of them, their guitarist, was already the inspiration for Teen Wolf. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that poor guy. They literally stole his look for all of Teen Wolf. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Like, really long hair, completely straight beard. Mm. That was, and he was that still was a better Teen Wolf. He still looked <laughs> like a better Teen Wolf than Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no. Let's, let's not let's get not too let's not get too back into I know I already know what your feelings on Teen Wolf are, yeah, but unfortunately right. it just keeps coming back up somehow. <laughs> I don't even know. It's not gonna get any better. Yeah. But after that, I had the soundtrack and the soundtrack got played incessantly. <laughs> wow, I bet that was fun. <laughs> even more annoyingly, it got sung incessantly <laughs> by you which, by me <laughs> which is even worse that's so funny just imagine like a seven-year-old child singing those songs i think i Somehow dressed as laugh. one of them to go somewhere <laughs> as well which didn't really make sense because there was only one of me and i couldn't convince anyone else to wear the other suit no you're fine you're just the brother right. that's out of prison while the other brother's in prison so yeah i mean you're it just would... waiting for him to come out right so i was always elwood because i yeah, was the skinny fine, yeah. one Right. right. Well, yeah, because you're not short and fat, so. Well, no. But... <laughs> this is a whole new thing that I'm learning about you. I didn't know any of this stuff about the Blues Brothers at all. You were very shifty about the fact through the film that you'd seen it or not and kept acting like you hadn't seen it. And like, no, I don't remember. I don't remember any of this. No, I don't remember. Oh, I don't know what she's doing. Well, this is the and thing. Now you're, and now you're dressing up as them. Well, yeah, because, as I said, I it didn't get to show, see really. the film. Yeah, okay. Until way later. <laughs> and then you just ignored all of the film and just listened to the, listened to the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Because the, the plot in between was like, oh, yeah, Well, right, they're, they're driving, getting, they're, fine. Getting, um, <laughs> but I got the jokes. I got the jokes yeah, yeah. that, yeah, oh, yeah, everything that goes on, they just somehow managed to survive. Yeah, because and Carrie Fisher turns up and she's trying to kill him basically so she's trying to stop everything that they're doing and she actually inadvertently helps them every single time so she tries to blow the whole building down <laughs> but that helps because she stops them from getting caught by the police then yeah and then she and from sleeping in because <laughs> the first thing he does when he gets out of the rubble is he checks his watch and goes oh it's nine o'clock <laughs> we should go <laughs> Yeah, they said they need to go to work. What yeah, work? we've got to go to work. What, what work? Well, on their mission. Their oh, mission from okay, right. I thought they meant like an actual job, and I was like, how's he got a job? He just got out of jail. Right? That was confusing. <laughs> but okay, I understand. We better get to <laughs> we work. We better get to work. Yeah. Right, I see. We better get to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As in, like, work. Yeah. As in getting down to business. <laughs> yeah. To defeat the Huns. <laughs> Her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and then she blows up the telephone box when they're in it, and then it gives them loads of quarters, and that's yeah, helpful right. because they need that money. She's she essentially. So many times. She's essentially freaking wily coyote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to yeah. their roadrunner. Yeah, she is. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. But this was directed by John Landis. Yeah. Who also directed. Well, yeah, he did. He did do the Thriller video. (laughs) Strangely enough, he also did the Thriller video after doing American Werewolf in London. Right, okay, yeah, that makes makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah, because Michael Jackson probably saw that. That's probably the whole reason why this whole thing happened. Right. Because he loves stuff like that. He does. He loves stuff like that. Not loves. Well, loved. (laughs) No. 
obviously. <laughs> Past tense. Yeah. Oh. But John Landis also did National Lampoon's Animal House, which was one of the first big films that Jim Belushi was in. Yeah. And did Chevy Chase in that? No, that's National <laughs> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Christmas vacation yeah, and right, okay. So he's not vacation. in both of them, it's just in the Christmas one. He's in the other he's in National Lampoon's uh, summer vacation. Yeah, oh, the, the okay. Not vacation. the Animal House one. No, he's not in Animal oh. House. Animal House is a separate thing. Oh, okay. But he did direct that and that was a film that kind of really launched Jim Belushi. Yeah. Because everyone went to see Animal House because it was a frat. Haven't seen that either. Thing. I'll put it, I'll add it to the list. <laughs> have you seen it? <laughs> I have seen oh. Animal I have the DVD have of you? Animal House. <laughs> Picked it up years ago in the HMV 3 for 20. <laughs> Thank you. 3 for 20. 3 for 20. Was it, was it one of those that's like, oh, I've got two, but I just, I just can't think of another. I, there isn't another one that I want. Oh, I just shut my eyes. Oh no! Well, well, I was literally going around. I forget what the other two. I mean, I went to the three for twenty quite a lot. Every single time. Every time I had twenty quid going spare, it was in the three for twenty. All the Blu-ray. No DVDs were three for twenty. Yeah. Although there were also five for twenty, but they were really terrible. (laughs) They were really terrible films. Those are the type of ones that I would like. Yeah. Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas was probably in there. You, you normally get that as part of a box set of <laughs> of what other ones as well. Pardon? It would come as like a box set, <laughs> your one, along with maybe like... Oh, I thought you were being insulting. No. Oh, what do you mean? So it comes in like a pack of three or something? Yeah, you know with that three DVD... Yeah, well, no, you no. know you'd get like the three <laughs> randomly put together. So it would be like Flintstones of Viva Rock Vegas <laughs> along with Mouse Hunt... <laughs> And Stuart Little or something like that, you know? You'd have those kind of three randomly thrown together films in the one case. And then that would be in the three for 20. And you feel like you're getting more for your money, but actually what you're getting... Don't start saying this. Actually what you're getting I'm not is Flintstones listen. in Beaver Rock Vegas. That is just silly. No, I don't know what the other two films that I got were, but I saw Animal House. I was like, oh, that's in the three for 20. Definitely getting that. And then I got home and I had Animal House. <laughs> Did they do that in go. the film? No. Oh. <laughs> but that's a big joke that Jim Belushi does in the film. Because he plays... Three for 20 DVDs at HMV. <laughs> no. It's not a joke in the film. He's He famously does the bit in Animal House where he stuffs a bunch of food into his mouth. And he goes, hey, what am I? And then he, like, punches the side of his mouth, spits it all out at someone and goes, I'm a zit! Oh! Yeah! He does that. Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it, like, teenage boy humour? It really is. Okay. It really is. Is it, what, Animal what, House, what rating is it? I think it's a 15. It's so things it's not, like it's not Animal really House. Things like Animal House, yeah, it's a little bit, okay. a little bit. But it's what the inspiration behind things like... Revenge of the Nerds and Porkies and later on American Pie. Yeah. Everything like that. Frat house. Yeah, so it kind of kicks stuff. Off. Yeah. Okay. I've it's heard what, of it, but I just didn't really know what it was. Yeah. It's, it's kind of what inspired old school as well. Because yeah, it's that's frat what I was house thinking, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was what really launched Jim Belushi. And then after that, he John Landis obviously wanted to cast him in 
Blues He's Brothers. He's good in this, though. Yeah. It's a bit more serious. It's a bit... I mean, it's not serious, obviously. It's a bit of a kind of farce film, really, because mm. none of that is actually going to happen. Mm. Some of it might, yeah. but most of it wouldn't. But it's still a more serious part. It's not comedy all the time. No. So he does it really well. And obviously Dan Aykroyd is in this as Elwood yeah. as well. And Had these he done are Ghostbusters two... yet? I don't think he'd done Ghostbusters. <laughs> because he said, yeah. who you're going to call in the middle of the film? And I was like, hey! That wo- I mean... I'm going to double check it just to make sure because I'm I'm always doubtful of myself in these situations. No, 1984. So go- I haven't even done it yet. No, he hadn't even done Ghostbusters How weird. yet. That's so funny. But here's the thing. What a funny thing to say. Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd are both Saturday Night Live yes, alumni. Yeah, yeah. So they work really well as delivering yeah. comedy. Yeah, because they've worked together for a long time. In this kind of film. So that you can see why they got paired together. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good together. Like I really this. liked it. It's fun. It is funny. It does start to become like... <laughs> kind of starts off and you go, oh, like you giggle a bit and you go, oh, that's a bit far-fetched. That's quite funny, isn't it? And then as it carries on, it gets more and more ridiculous as the time goes by. But then you don't... I mean, you don't mind because it's just a laugh. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's just the amount of cop cars that they must have gone through filming this film is unbelievable. Oh my and the collateral damage everywhere. It's and it was like every brilliant. time we talk about oh, the Avengers or superhero films comes up and everyone goes, the collateral damage. And you watch the Bruce Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. I think this is what started the kind of comedic... Sokovia record. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Sokovia records from the Blues Brothers. <laughs> I love it. I think this is what started like the comedic collateral damage. Yes. You yeah, know? and like driving through stalls in the middle of shops and down yeah. the road. And, and the way it just escalates and escalates <laughs> and escalates. Yeah, at the end, through there's the like film. an actual pile of them on top of each other. Yeah. The police cars. So and the fact that the army get involved. Yeah, at helicopters. The end, there's literally a building they really full built it of up officers. A lot. It was quite funny because when I first. <laughs> when they first got pulled over. And I thought, oh, no, he's going to floor it. And this is going to be really annoying because in all those films, the poli- they, they haven't really done anything wrong. And the police see them and tell them to pull over and they don't and they floor it. And then it becomes a whole thing. And it's like, oh, I'm so glad they didn't do that. That's good. That they didn't do that. And then he does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then the whole film is about them going after him. Exactly. Oh, and if they hadn't have floored it, well, I mean, if they'd floored it, they probably would have maybe got away with it they eventually yeah they would have gotten away with it because he wouldn't have seen that he had all those tickets and everything so they wouldn't have tried to go after him yeah exactly they might have so outrun them they might have, have got away over. with them they might have just gone uh let it go it was, they only went through like a, a red light yeah, whatever. Yeah. it's not worth our time but because <laughs> after flooring it and after getting other people involved they drove through a, a shopping centre <laughs> they're going they're causing all of this damage in a shopping mall <laughs> Like really bad as well. Yeah, but then to be fair, the police also caused a lot of damage going after them. So eh. yeah, I'm pretty sure that was actually shot in a shopping mall that was due to close, <laughs> and they just put a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, that would and make sense. And they were gonna tear it down. Yeah, it did look like they were driving inside, and uh, you couldn't do it to one that's open. N- well, no, no. <laughs> No, exactly. But it's Mall it's not cop, that they just... Paul Blart would have something to say about that. <laughs> There's just one guy at the back on a Segway <laughs> going after them hey. all. 
He's watching all of this collateral just <laughs> slowly going past all this collateral damage. Like, oh my god! He wouldn't have um, noticed that any of that was going on because we were no. too busy playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> First I drink, then I smoke. Oh, that's amazing. But there is a difference. There's a noticeable difference because if that had been a sound stage that they dressed up like a mall. Yeah, you could have told. You, you probably would have been it. And here's the surprising thing is that shopping malls in America, a lot of them close down more often than you think. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, if you want to film in an abandoned mall mm. somewhere in America, generally speaking, you won't have to go too <laughs> far. Okay. In Southampton, we had one for years. Yeah, you couldn't drive. Well, you probably could drive. drive you could absolutely there, <laughs> drive a car through the abandoned bargain yeah, centre. One hundred percent, you could have driven <gasps> a car through it. I'm surprised nobody done something stupid like that. Someone. I'm so surprised the whole thing was still standing. Afterwards. Someone definitely flew a drone through. Oh it. yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, and people went in as well, like parkour yeah. people. Do you want a first little bit? Of okay. Blues Brothers trivia time. Alright then. BBTT, we can call it. BBTT. BBTT. What is that? Blues, Blues Brothers, Brothers trivia, trivia time. time. Oh, I thought you were trying to use like our name back to the. Re- oh, oh, I got confused. <laughs> no, no confusion here, just trivia. <laughs> Carrie Fisher became engaged to Dan Aykroyd during this shoot shortly after. He saved her from choking <gasps> by applying the Heimlich manoeuvre. Wow! On set. Yeah, during the shoot. Can you imagine if he hadn't have been what, there? So he just got engaged to her. She got engaged to him because he saved her. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you saved me. Will you marry me? Yes. Okay. But they never get married. No, no. I don't think they. I don't think they did. No, I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'm pretty sure they didn't. But. That's a little... That a that's kind trivia. of interesting. Yeah, imagine if he wasn't there to save her. She would have just died, and then what? I, I mean, know. Star Wars is already done, though, so... Yeah, and <laughs> I think this is the same year that Empire Strikes Back comes out. Right. 1980. So she already would have done that. She already would have done Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And then Return of the Jedi doesn't come out until 83. Right, so that would have been a tricky. Yeah. So oh that goodness, would have been awkward. Well, well done, Dan Aykroyd. I know. Who are you going to call? Right? Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, apparently, <laughs> in all instances, <laughs> the answer now to who you're going to call is Dan Aykroyd. Well done, him. I know. That's good. He deserves that, was, yeah, that Ghostbusters that after this. <laughs> yeah, he got the Ghostbusters job because he saved her. Right. Well, loads of things happened for him after that. Yeah. Everyone should <laughs> be like, worth it. you saved Carrie Fisher. You can have any job you want. That's, I'm impressed. Yeah. So were you surprised that Carrie Fisher popped up in this film? Um. Yeah, I was. Uh, actually, after I'd seen, once I'd kind of, that scene was over, because at first I was like, oh, when I saw her, and then I thought, actually, I have seen this bit, so I did remember that, but it like, jogged my memory, because I couldn't yeah. remember when I, when the f- film first came on that, that I'd seen her in it, because, yeah. yeah, the film wasn't really, it didn't really, I didn't retain any of the film, because it wasn't even that long ago, I think it was only like last year that I caught a bit of it when I'm, when it was on TV, before right. turning it over or something, Right. and it's still, it was on TV, it had adverts in it. Right. So I think it probably got to an advert break and then I turned it over. Oh, uh, really okay. 
Um, but I had seen her in it, but it didn't register, really, I think. Now, you got to imagine when you first go out and watch this film. Mm. It's 1980. Yeah, I'm imagining. All right. Carrie Ooh. Fisher is a hot commodity <laughs> at Yeah, the she is, All yeah. Right? So she's been in Star Wars and Star Wars has... Yes, gone crazy. ...taken off, huh. okay? It, like a Millennium Falcon <laughs> gone to jumping to hyperspace, <laughs> it has taken off. Empire Strikes Back is... If, if it isn't already out this year, mm. it's on its, it's way soon, out. Yeah. It's coming out soon. Yeah. Okay? So there's hype around that. Yeah. Carrie Fisher turns up in this film. She doesn't have anything to say for the most part. No, in the not movie. really. She only no. gets lines like towards the right end. Right at the end. But the first thing you see her do is pull out a gigantic... <laughs> missile launcher <laughs> and fires a bunch of missiles into a building. <laughs> what are your first impressions of that? I loved it. <laughs> I wouldn't expect her to do anything else. And I think in real life, if she was in the same situation, she'd probably do that as well. <laughs> I think that's exactly to her character. It's ironic that she was Jim Belushi's girlfriend in this, but then ended up engaged oh, to yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine because he jilted her, so... Yeah. Maybe she just did it to get back to him. Get back at him. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> but yeah, I thought she was great in this without yeah, having to say too much. Yeah, she was. She always is. But having her in this definitely added to it. Yeah, because you're right. In 1980, when people saw her, she was a big cameo in this film. She probably they she turned up and people were probably like... <gasps> yeah, it's she's a huge the, she's deal. She's the princess and then she's blowing up a building. <laughs> Blowing up a building. And that's the kind of thing that they probably would have kept quiet. Yeah, but, in the yeah probably. Advertising. Because actually, for this. what I was going to say when I first watched, when we when it started, was Jim Belushi some type of like really big deal? Because obviously they must have had trailers and things to show off the film before mm. it came out. But they didn't show his face for like the first 10 minutes of him being in the film. It was right. Mm. after he got out of prison. They didn't mm. show you it in prison. They showed you him from the back the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it was a really long... It was quite a long time. It was a little bit... It was so almost thought, like it was building to like, a reveal. As, yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah. like a surprise that he's this guy. <laughs> but It is a little bit, because obviously, as, a, as we said, he'd been in Animal House before, yeah. and everyone loved him in that, so they wanted to see more Maybe of him. Maybe they were trying to and create were both like, bigger Saturday drama Night Live. for them in general, in the yeah. film even. Like, oh, these are two big guys. You yeah. Know? It creates a, like, a sense of importance yeah, around yeah. them. Yeah. But also, yes, they had done Saturday Night Live, so they were in mainstream knowledge that's why I thought that Chevy Chase was in Animal House because Chevy Chase was with them and Saturday Night Live. Right, yeah. And I thought they all did all the same stuff. No, but, I think they I'd ran in similar National circles. Lampoon holiday thing and he was in yeah. that, that's what I wondered. But yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I think they ran in similar circles. Yeah, they were part of the same group, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like to know another little bit of Blues Brothers trivia time? Okay. No, oh, thank you for that. That was very nicely done. <laughs> I never know if I get the tune right because it seems like you do it differently every time. 
it's a mystery what's going to happen with <laughs> the with, do, the, do, with do, the because what I think it sounds like. <laughs> what? I just love that you're breaking it down in your mind. <laughs> like you're trying to analyse it. Don't I, no, the second I'm you try to analyse it, it. But it's just about time that we talk about this because it's right. A few okay. Times now. All right. And every time I think you're gonna go into that. I'm gonna be honest with you, Amber. I don't think we have the rights for that. Oh, sorry. No, but at the same time, <laughs> don't. Don't don't try to create a formula behind the trivia time alert, okay? Because it's it it there's no formula to it, all right? The theme song that's set in stone is our one. That's the important one, the one that people hear at the start and end of the show. But that's I just the... thought every time I hear it, it reminds me of that, and you're going to launch into that. That's why I said. All right. Well, it's it. There's no formula okay. behind okay, it. Okay, we'll forget no, that. Start. Don't don't try to look for a start pattern. Again. There isn't one. A world record. 103 cars were wrecked during filming. <laughs> I would have thought it would have been more. Gone in 60 seconds 2 in 1982 <laughs> Gone in broke seconds. the record two years later, wrecking 150 cars and a plane. Gone in 60 seconds was from 1982. No, the original. Yeah, so they didn't... I didn't realise that... The... No, Gone in 60 seconds 2 was in 1982. Right. Are you thinking of the Nick Cage one? I don't know who was in it, but I was just thinking of the one that came out quite recent and I didn't realise there was one before. No, the one that you're thinking of is Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie. That's yeah. a remake. Yeah, a remake, but I, I'm just saying I didn't realise. Ah, okay, right. No, that's a remake. Gone in 60 Seconds 2 came out in 1982. They broke the world record wrecking 150 cars and a plane. That record held for two decades... Until over 300 cars were wrecked during the filming of... James Bond. No. Gone in 60 Seconds remake. No. <laughs> Although that would have been good. Is it possible to guess? Yeah, but you won't have seen it. So? It is possible to guess. <laughs> I love guessing. It was in 2003. So it's not a James Bond film? It's not a James Bond film. Fast and Furious. Oh no, it's not. It's not any of the Fast and Furious. No. Is it related to cars? Like, is it Dukes of Hazard? <laughs> it's really. It's really not that, related to, to Dukes it. of Hazard. No. No, is it related to cars? It's, it's not necessarily related to cars. Related there is a cars. huge scene in the film that takes place down a stretch of highway that they built for the film. Oh. It's the Matrix Reloaded. I never would have guessed that. Oh, well, there you go. It was guessable. But I love guessing stuff. I know you love guessing <laughs> stuff. I know. That's why I, I. That's just why I indulge you with it. I know how much you love to guess things. <laughs> they, that stretch of highway that they no, have know. the uh, huge long <laughs> fight scene down and car chase scene in, in Matrix Reloaded, that was a stretch of highway that was built for the film. And they actually use that now in a bunch of other films, uh, one of which was Transformers. Oh. There's a huge stretch of highway that Transformer. they use. Transformer. <laughs> I think we got a Transformer. <laughs> Marky Mark Wahlberg made an appearance for a second then. How are you doing, Mark Wahlberg? Nobody cares. I'm going to Wahlburgers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You're such a horrible man. You pick us up a drink while you're there. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> there you go. He's gone now. He's gone. Okay, he's off to Wahlburgers, he said. He was very breathy, but he did just run up the stairs. Yeah, he's just <laughs> run up the stairs. 
He's generally out of breath a lot of the he time. He is, actually, yeah. It's just the effort of being Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is a bit of a strain the sometimes. The effort of carrying his body, right? The effort of having to carry Donnie with him. Do- hey! Sorry, no, I got that wrong. Donnie's doing the carrying of Mark. <laughs> That's right. Donnie Wahlberg carrying Mark all the way. All the way. If you're listening, Donnie Wahlberg, if you um, want to be a guest on our show, we'll <laughs> happily have you anytime. Just but not don't... your wife, because she's really annoying. No, and also just don't tell Mark that you're coming over unless he's going to bring burgers with him and then just be quiet. But you it, can come more... over anytime it, you oh, like. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember we went there? We did go to Wahlburgers. That was great. In Vegas. That was great. That was, so that was a lot of fun. That so that's our connection to Marky Mark Wahlberg and Donnie Wahlberg, really, is <laughs> we that we've been to, to Wahlbergers. Ours and a lot of other people. Wait, that's... No, that's in Boston. Oh, never mind. Oh, no, it's not in Chicago. I was going to say it might be a tie, but no. it's not. <laughs> so another quick bit of Blues Brothers trivia time. B-T-T. B-B-T-T. B-B-T-T, yeah. B-B-T-T. I'm forgetting the formula already. Thank you. There we go. John Belushi was nicknamed the Black Hole. Sorry, what's his name? Jim or John? Well, I mean, John. Jim is short for John. I know, but doesn't he he's have a John brother Belushi. that's called... Oh, yeah, he's got a brother that I think is referred to as Jim Belushi. But no, he's oh, John Oh, so Belushi. this guy's John Belushi. Right. Is he? That's yeah. why I said John Candy by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Belushi was nicknamed the Black Hole because he went through hundreds of pairs of sunglasses during production. He would do a scene and then lose the pair before filming the next one. Oh, that's really annoying. <laughs> How hard is it? How hard is it to keep a pair of sunglasses on your Why face? Why didn't he just put them on his hat? I mean, I don't even know. In his pocket. Did he not have a top pocket? Perfect place for sunglasses. Right. But it's just like, how hard is it to hang onto a pair of I sunglasses? I thought you were going to say he was called the black hole because he had loads of food all the time. I think that was, the, I think that was a real reason. <laughs> that was a real reason. Everything just ended up in his gob. Right. I mean, craft services <laughs> dreaded him coming over. <laughs> oh, man, we haven't got enough chocolate-covered pretzels to keep him going. We ran out. Somebody go and get him some donuts. Like that scene when they're in the restaurant wasn't supposed to take that long, but he just kept eating, so they had to keep going. <laughs> he actually wanted four fried chickens. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah, that wasn't, wasn't a joke. That wasn't a and joke. And then when they never turned up, he got really annoyed. <laughs> he just trashed the set afterwards because <laughs> he didn't get his four fried chickens. <laughs> Why do you not keep the pair that's of sunglasses weird, that's on you? That's weird trivia. <laughs> But then I suppose it's because the sunglasses are such an important part of it. I was thinking, apart from when he takes them off to look at Carrie Fisher, is that the first time that we see him without those sunglasses? Yes. That's the first time you see any the... of them without the sunglasses on. He doesn't take... I don't think... Dan Aykroyd doesn't take... take them off. No, no. No. That's why it's such a big thing. That's why it lingers on the shot, because he takes his sunglasses off yeah. so that she can see his eyes and yeah. see that he's trying to be genuine yeah and and i honestly wasn't well no i think that he was genuine i don't think he was doing it to trick her i think he was doing it but then as soon as he had kissed her and done that he was like right that's done with let's go okay yeah maybe yeah i think that he i think that was it i think he was being genuine yeah i think that but that's the joke to do though yeah but that's the joke (laughs) is that he was doing it genuinely but and badly, getting winning though. her over, and then as soon as he was done that, he's like, "Right, that's that job done. Now we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go." <laughs> so 
So he didn't even stop. We gotta go to work. <laughs> we gotta go to work. <laughs> I did write down all of the people that turned up as they were going. Okay. So I put James Brown. Well, James Brown came up. Yeah. Carrie of Fisher. Course. So all of these people were actually afterwards listed as the credits. But I thought I noticed Pee Wee Herman and he didn't turn up in the credits afterwards. Oh my God, yes. Well, the, I, he might have so, been in the credits, but I mean, like, at the end, they had all their pictures flash up with all the people that but were even, Yeah, but even I'm if it was sure him, would was they Pee have Wee referred Herman. to him as Pee Wee Herman? So, for anyone listening... <laughs> no, they wouldn't. But even so, his picture would have come up with his actual name, though, and it didn't. So, for the listeners, I say for anyone listening, you're still listening, of course you're listening. If, if you haven't made it to this part of the podcast, you wouldn't be listening to this point goes without saying it's a bit redundant redundant it's redundant <laughs> so the waiter in the restaurant scene that yeah, takes their order i am i yeah i agree i'm it convinced it's peewee herman at first i thought oh is that him is that not him because the angle was weird and then as he walked off he kind of turned to the front a little bit more properly and I thought, yeah, that is definitely Pee Wee Herman. Because he barely even says anything either. Because, that's um, how can you mistake a guy that's literally that pale? Yeah, or that bony. Because it's, <laughs> bony, yeah. it's his nose. It's his <laughs> nose that clued me in that it was Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, because he's he's got very distinct features. I've never seen anybody that looks like him. No, no one in the world looks like <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. That's why they but knew it was is... him when he was doing that little fiddle in that hor- in that um, cinema. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I swear <laughs> that guy looks like Pee Wee Herman. No, no. Oh, and now he's jerking it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the weird thing. This is what we've spoken about. Oh, I swear he that got... guy looks like Pee Wee. I swear that guy looks like Pee Wee Herman. No, no one looks like Pee Wee Herman. That has got to be actual Pee Wee Herman. Herman. People don't look like him. No, no one looks like him. That's the point. <laughs> but this is what we've been talking about. Pee Wee Herman famously got arrested <laughs> for jerking it. exposure. In be a po- porn theatre. Be polite. <laughs> All right, indecent exposure. He was whipping it out. He was, he was doing more than that. Right. In a porn theatre, though, if there's one place that you shouldn't get arrested for doing that, that it's is borderline a... expected. I mean, that is true, yeah. What do you expect, kind of? Come on. But, I mean, it isn't public and you're not allowed. Right. Sure. But I thought okay. the only reason why he got... No, I don't know. I don't know any of this. I don't know. I was going to say, I thought the only reason why he got arrested was because I thought I'd heard a story that actually it was because there was a police guy in there as well. And it was the police guy watching it that realised what he was doing. I mean, but that sounds that legit, be because right. who's going to call the police on someone doing that? <laughs> Excuse me, officer, yeah, there's somebody watching porn in public. Where? In a porno theatre. Well, I hate to break this to you, my dude, but... How do you know? (laughs) Because I'm in here as well. (laughs) Guess what I'm doing? Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't really call that in, would you? No. Unless it was staff. (laughs) Right. You don't. Yeah, you're, maybe maybe the staff had to go in and check. You're not going to expose yourself as being an audience member of <laughs> a porno theatre. <laughs> well, no. Okay, all right. Bad choice of words there. But I'm certain that that is Pee Wee Herman. Poor. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. It, it, it definitely but this is. is the thing. If he was that guy, would he be listed in the credits as Pee Wee Herman or as his real name? And how would you know? No, I didn't look at the rest of the credits. What I meant was the parts at the end where the faces of the famous people flashed up with their names underneath. He wasn't part of that. I don't think he was even in it for long enough. This is the thing. 
Mm. Was he even in it for long enough to yeah, have someone go? If oh, by the way, this was Pee Wee Herman. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> the plight of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Maybe they wanted him in it because not they thought, even, oh, it's the eighties. This will be funny. I know. And then not even famous enough to appear in the credits at the end. It's definitely him. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna look. Oh, so someone's already googled it before. <laughs> yes, it is him. Of course it is. We've established it's him. We know. No, but you kept We've saying, est- oh, it's got to be, hasn't it? As if you were doubting it. Right, but this, but the only doubt was that he He's didn't appear Paul in the credits. He's Rubens. All right, okay. So even if he did get credited, would he have been credited as Pee Wee Herman or as that? And would people have known? This is the thing. This is what I'm trying to establish. Well, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he probably was listed as Paul Rubens. But that wasn't what I was saying. My point was, I never watched the rest of the credits, but I thought he would have been listed with the other famous people. That's what I'm saying. You know, did you you see that bit? Yeah. Oh, no, I definitely saw that. They had the pictures like James Brown with his name on it. That's what I meant. Not the rolling credits. But this is he didn't appear for long enough. No, but he's still a famous person. He is famous. It's a shame. And I feel bad for him. Why? I f- because he didn't get that listing in the credits where no, names but were popping up. he was in um, Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> oh, that's okay then. That's all right. He got to be in Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that he, makes he up played, for it. He played the yeah because he only in that one episode, even though he played a recurring character, but they got somebody else to do it the next time. Right. So he wasn't cast the second time. He played. Um, <laughs> la la la. <laughs> no, he's creepy. Yeah. No, he just he played um, one of the women's girlfriends' brothers or something. Yeah. But, yeah, and he was in yeah. a comic book store, and they gave him weird hair, and he looked so creepy. He, uh, he didn't get better with age. No. No. Just still creepy. Okay, so looking up if Pee Wee Herman was in Blues Brothers or not. Right. Yeah. It came up with the beginning of an article that said. In um, 1980, The Bruise Brothers was the first film to be made out of Saturday Night Live characters. Ah, so that's why it was Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi from Saturday Night Live. Because that was a, that that makes sense. That it was a thing that they did on Saturday Night Live together that got made into a film. Yeah. So another one. It was also, part of a musical sketch on Saturday Night yeah. Live. And then they obviously, I think they maybe just did little sketches here and there, not Must big have things, done. and then used those characters. Ah, they just, right. Yeah. Everything's coming together. Yeah. And that makes sense because another film that was based on characters from Saturday Night Live later on in the 80s was Wayne's World. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's why they said it was the first. So things have evolved from... I'm sure that's happened in other places. I'm sure it's multiple, multiple things. Yeah. Because they made a film out of MacGruber, (laughs) which was... uh, I know, which was just... I mean, that was a recurring sketch on Saturday Night Live that frankly wasn't even that funny. No. And they made a film out of it. Because it was a guy that was trying to do MacGyver-type things, but failing... Yeah, and yeah, that's not funny. they made a film out of that. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, all right. So yeah, I mean, so it seems like basically they got together pretending they were a band, obviously pretending they're around, but it was real musical guests. So they were the musical guest at the end of Saturday Night Live ah, with, famous, with musicians famous musicians making up the rest of the band, and right. they did two songs 
and I guess they just seemed funny and looked legit and they were like, I should make a film out of it. I mean, what a concept for a film, though, because that yeah. escalated into something so much more Crazy. than the sum of its parts. Yeah. So if anything, that makes this film more impressive that it evolved from just a small sketch joke thing on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's a whole big thing. In yeah. 1978, the band released their debut album and opened for The Grateful Dead in San Francisco. Wow. And then gained further notoriety in Hollywood after the film The Blues Brothers. And then even um, when Belushi died, they performed with different guest singers and other band members. And then wow. obviously did Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah, that became a whole thing. That wasn't a very good film, though. But I mean, it carried it on, but I just don't so think weird. it matches up 20 years later to what this film escalated into. No, huge, yeah. Yeah, how weird. I don't know. I mean, people of the time probably knew that it was from a sketch that was just them at the end of Saturday Night Live playing about, I suppose. Right. But I had no idea. No. And I have to say that parts of the film do still get referenced today. Yeah, loads of it. All the time. Because there's a huge reference in the Family Guy Star Wars. Yeah. Where they like play it real cool and they play yeah, yeah. the mini the moocher <laughs> yeah. bit and they're like yeah. tiptoeing. Yeah. That's from Blues Brothers. Yeah. yeah, loads of stuff. And it's such in, a deep um, cut reference. Like yeah. There are so many things that are deep cut references but then, to Blues Brothers. Um in the Star Wars Family Guy they do planes, trains and automobiles as well because doesn't the guy who's flying the ship do the oh yeah he does yeah 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 that's right he does do that he plays the uh plays the trumpet and the thing along the front of the yeah no you're absolutely right he does do that as well so yeah i mean there's obviously family guy is known for its references but yeah but a lot of so much stuff that the blues brothers as a film i think just went on to become famous for i mean obviously they're still doing the show at universal studios today i hope they are i hope they carry that on i'd be so disappointed if i went there and they weren't doing that i mean i don't know why they wouldn't though if there wasn't already enough reason for me to want to go (laughs) to universal studios in orlando (laughs) i have to go and catch the blues brothers at one point as well you might even get run over by them you know? I mean, here's hoping. <laughs> what a story. Here's hoping. They seem to bash into everything else. Right? I mean, if I was going to go anyway, <laughs> going at Universal Studios Orlando, being run yeah, over that would be good, by, yeah. the, by, by the, the Bluesmobile. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, you're holding me as, a, <laughs> as I'm exiting this mortal coil, and I'll just go, oh, it's okay. I died doing what I love, loving the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> loving the Blues Brothers. I died as I live Every watching day the Blues I Brothers. I love the Blues Brothers. Look, <laughs> 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 like an awful karate kid to death at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I mean, that was uh, the film was funny. It had funny moments. And I enjoyed all of it and I was smiling the whole way through. But there was only like a couple of times that I had like really good laughs out of it. Yeah, I mean, there were a few like really good moments. I wrote them down. Oh, yeah? You wrote down the best bits? Okay. Not the best bits. I wrote down like the three or four times that like really made me laugh. Oh, sure. Because obviously, 
yeah, you know, I did. I smiled through the whole thing, and there were bits you were like, huh, yeah. huh, the whole time. The whole film was like a. Huh, huh, I mean, you know, the big thing. gag. The right. big gag yeah. of the film oh, is the car yeah. at the yeah, end. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I didn't write that down. Actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So that's not. Didn't even make it onto your list. The big on. joke of the film: the fact that the car only falls apart right at the end of the film when they both get out that's of it. That's how lucky they are, though. I Everything know. that happens to them is just like water off a duck's back, and they just carry on. And genuinely makes me believe that they are on a mission from God and God is putting these things out of their way. Right? This is the thing. <laughs> it's they true. are on They're a mission so from true. God. And it worked. They got there. They signed the thing. They got their receipt. And then they got arrested. But they were playing in the prison as a band. So actually, he kind of got everything that he wanted. Right. Basically, it worked out really well for them. Fine. He started... He, well, he ended the film, how he started the film, in prison. Sure. So we may as well have not even gone out much like our conversation <laughs> on this podcast, it all comes full circle. Comes full circle, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, he managed to help the orphanage yeah. that brought them up, which is nice. Sure. And yeah, he ended up in prison, but he's got the band together and that's all the whole thing he wanted. Right. Yeah. So what were the funny moments? So, okay. <laughs> the one that really made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you laugh when you're reading them because you're reminding <laughs> yourself of them. I love it's it. It's funny. Um, when the good old boys got back into the van to drive after them yep. after they had realised that well he basically stole the money and took their show sure sure um, oh no well and drank steal, all their they beer didn't steal the money no, they didn't he steal just money. owed the money and they yeah. didn't give it to him yeah um, <laughs> and like you see it driving towards the camera and they've got the two people that are in the front like in the windshield normally <laughs> like behind the steering wheel and then the guy yeah. next to it but then the rest of yep. the band are up in like the little window at the top where the little bed <laughs> is and they're just like sitting out like <laughs> Like seeing in a row on the window. Oh, all you can see is like the middle laugh. of their faces. Yeah. It's just something that yeah. they laugh. So where they were just sitting at the top, like. <laughs> I just made me laugh. Hey, so that really made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I liked that she worked in Curl Up and Die, the beauty salon, because <laughs> I mean that's her character, that's her personality. It's brilliant. Yeah. But you know, it makes sense. Curl up and die. You curl up. You know. Hundred percent. It's an accurate description <laughs> of a salon. And what she's trying to achieve. Yes. So, so brilliant. That made me laugh. Works really on two levels. Um, and then <laughs> also it's... <laughs> I suppose they consulted him because it was a bit cheeky. But when they told Ray Charles to put the poster up and he put it on upside down. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a small bit. But yeah, it is. Like he, the guy can shoot at a kid. Yeah. That's sneaking around. I know. From like I love that. A mile away, bit. but he puts the poster upside down. And I mean, I want to say that that was on purpose, but he might have put it on upside down and they just kept in. Right. <laughs> How do we even know? But I mean, you stumbled on some of the some of the big names there because you've got James Brown, you've got Aretha Franklin, you've got Ray Charles, you've got Carrie Fisher. I mean, she's not a musical guest in no. this, but. Yeah, there's some huge... Cab Calloway. Cab Calloway. Also, I really like that bit at the end as well, when he... Does Minnie the Mooch. Yeah, and you realise afterwards that he wasn't dressed up in all that stuff, and that didn't no. happen on stage, but he was imagining that was it, really In nice. his mind, that that's so how nice. it's going. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that because, bit. I don't know, you don't really get to hear a lot of his story. No. But I feel like he was the one that taught them all of their songs. Yeah. So maybe in, that's his, the pre in his previous yes. life, he was a stage singer, and he wanted to be big, and he wanted to do it one more time, and he got to do it one more time, and that's what he was imagining. And that's really 
nice. I mean, like, that, that extra is extra part to the story. That, that is a hundred percent. I think the implication that you're meant to get about him. Yeah, because just he says, that. doesn't he? What did he say? He got the harmonica. Yeah. And he says to the kid, "I taught him all his songs, and now I like I'm teaching you the songs." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Love it. That was really nice. And I felt like his, like what they wore, they wore because he wore that. Right. That was like really similar. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. I love that kind of connection that they have to him and he gets his moment at the end. Yeah, that's a really, really that cool was, moment yeah. of the film. Yeah. And it's and it's so jarring at the start because it's like you don't know why the curtains come up and everyone's changed yeah, costume totally all of a sudden and it's totally different. <laughs> and then when you see him turn around at the end and everyone's in yeah, their regular garb, it's like, oh, I get it. It's really jarring at the start, but yeah. it's really touching so when nice. you realise yeah, it. I really like that. So speaking of funny moments of the film, I'm surprised that you didn't have John Belushi falling down the stairs in the desk <laughs> at the that, start. That shook me. I was scared. It, it is funny. <laughs> because but, somebody actually had to do that. Yeah. That, that, well, that really was a person in that. Yeah. Do you know who it was? John Belushi. John Belushi. <laughs> Would you like to know a little bit of Blues Brothers trivia time that they is had attached to, to this? They had to cut him out of it. <laughs> no. Because it's he, no, he just ate it. Yeah. He absorbed it. Like, <laughs> he absorbed it. Because he's a black in. hole. Like, all of his sunglasses are in there. So we'll it? do a last bit of Blues Brothers trivia time. This is the last bit that I have. I'm not going to oh, do... Okay. Well, I'm not going to do a Top Gun one because I didn't realise how many I had for Top Gun and yeah, I just I ended up going, going through them. So I'm just going to call it right, at so this one. Right, so what is this again? Well, you got to... I'm waiting. Oh, no, I was waiting the, for you. All right, you so have this to is announce it. Blues Brothers trivia time. Okay, there we go. Excellent. It's a sad. Okay, all right. According to John Landis, John Belushi sprained his back falling down the stairs in the desk. No, he sprained his back falling down the stairs in the desk from the Penguin's office. He was in a back brace and on painkillers for the rest of filming. But what did they have left though? That might have been the last scene they did. Yeah, it might have been. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I imagine that Because he couldn't they... have been jumping and dancing around like he was with the back. No, exactly. Wow, well, I mean, you would think not. All the drugs and the painkillers helped him out, obviously. Maybe. All that cocaine that he was on 24-7. Right? Yeah. All of that, that probably helped. I mean, it all was... The, all the booze. I mean, let's be honest. It was probably the painkillers that started him onto that. But who knows? <coughs> painkillers in America are really strong, but Yeah, knows? they are, yeah. So I think it's about time that we got a rating from you for this film. Now, anyone that might be new to the show might not know how we do ratings on this. But what we do every show, the person that hasn't seen the film gets to rate it and gets to choose what it is out of. Because it changes every single show what the rating is out of. And it's got to be something related to the film. So Amber, what are you going to give Blues Brothers and what is it going to be out of? Okay, well. You've thought long and hard about this. <laughs> really long. I can tell. For the joke to work, I'm going to say one thing. All right. But actually then clarify afterwards. I'll change it. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. But for the joke to work, it's going to be Four fried chicken. <laughs> I love it. But, okay. but it's actually five. It's actually it's actually a five. <laughs> oh, so we've got a, a we've got a five fried chicken rating. Five 
fried chicken. Wow, that's a whole. That's a whole extra. I don't think I could stomach an, another fried extra fried chicken, fried chicken and five dry toast. Wow, dry white toast. White, white toast. dry she white toast. Insulted by that. I know, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. So we're getting a five. I thought rating. it was a perfect film. Wow. Yeah. Because the only other ones. I like films with music, and the music was good and yeah. sparse. It was just enough music for me to be like, oh yeah, this is great. It wasn't every second somebody was talking and singing. No, it wasn't like <laughs> Les Mis or Cats oh, or yeah. anything. No, it wasn't. No. It was just the right amount of music and singing. Wow. And I thought they all performed impeccably well. I liked that there was like stars turning up because I really like a good yeah. cameo. That's good. Um, yeah, I thought everything was done really well. And it knows that it's silly. It yeah. knows that it's, you know, a bit, a bit silly. Yeah, because I think the only other ones that we've had five ratings from for you were Gremlins (laughs) and Cobra Kai. I believe I gave that five. That makes me laugh. I don't remember. I think we had one other thing that was also a five, but it doesn't stick out as much as Cobra Kai. That I remember was Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah, and Gremlins. I don't even remember giving that five. I remember you give. Maybe you were just in a very generous giving Christmas mood. Yes, yeah. That's what it was. You got swept up in the Christmas mood. Probably because I liked Gizmo. I thought he was cute. That's why. Um, I haven't even mentioned, I just remembered, I haven't mentioned the fact that I was happy that he drove into those Nazis and then drove them off the edge. Right. Yeah, I like that. It's got everything. (laughs) It's got everything you need. It's got music, it's got humour, it's got someone driving Nazis off a bridge. (laughs) What else do you need? Everyone was after them by the end and then they got rid of all of them. It's great. So this is definitely a classic. Oh, yeah. An icon. But I think I knew it was a classic before I even watched it because I thought it must be for all of this to to be going on even after. And I feel like this is a lesser known classic as well. Like I yeah, feel like remember, a lot of people it's might like not have 40 years old now. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. I feel like it's it's less of a well-known classic. Like a I lot of people so. might not have seen Everybody that I spoke to, especially when I was in college, everybody that I talked to had seen Blues Brothers. Really? Yeah. There was a lot of I don't know why. There was a lot of talk of Blues Brothers for some reason. There was a lot of reason. maybe it was a lot maybe of theatre kids. Maybe there was some type of anniversary that happened, and it was all over the place. I don't Probably. know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was theatre kids. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I definitely ran in that theatre kid crowd. We knew. We knew Blues yeah, Brothers. Yeah, I was in college so. though, not seven. <laughs> yeah. All right. Major difference there. Yeah. So I'd, yeah. So there you have it. The Blues Brothers has a whole five fried chickens from amber she's been slaving away over the deep fryer making some fried fried chickens whole fried chickens not just them, just a whole fried chicken there's a place in wembley in london called wembley chicken and you can get a whole chicken that is jerk spiced well a whole jerk spiced chicken well we're gonna go there in our suits (laughs) and get some fried chickens they're not fried Oh, okay, all right. Well, jerk, spice, okay. Well, there you go. It's not quite the same impact, really, is it? No. No. But what do you all out there think? Do you think that the Blues Brothers is a classic that we've built it up to be? Or do you think that maybe it's not as influential as everyone says it is, which is, let's face it, a little bit of a lie? If you do agree with us and you think it's a classic, what was your favourite moment from the film? What was your favourite appearance? And, like me, do you remember the stage show? Am I making this all up in my head? Was there an actual plot line to it? Who knows? You can get in contact with us through Twitter. I am at Drew Bridger. 
at Amber Inch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRPod so that we know that we are being talked about on the internet. If the listeners have enjoyed this show, what else should they do, Amber? They should like, subscribe, and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTRPod on Instagram. Excellent. Yes, because you put up a bunch of stuff on Instagram and it's all good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like fried chickens. Like fried chickens. Yeah, it's because I'm on a mission from God to make Instagram good. Excellent. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That is quite the mission. I don't know how good you can make it. It's pretty far gone at this point. <laughs> yeah. But oh, there I've got we God go. beside me, so. Yeah, there we go. But until our next episode, Amber, I feel like I'm a little bit peckish. Do you? Yeah, I mm. feel like I'm going to have some dry white toast. <laughs> oh, that is insulting. Yeah. Are you going to join me for some dry white toast? I don't, I don't think so. He loved that toast. He did. <laughs> I'm going to go see what all the hype is about. <laughs> I'll be downstairs in the kitchen. Oh, that's great. All right.